Turn with me to Revelation chapter 20. We're going to be starting in verse 11. Revelations chapter 20, verse 11. And I saw a great white throne. Oh man, I can't wait for that day. And Him that sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we continue this morning. <clears throat> Father, I come to You right now, Lord, and I just want to thank You and praise You for this Word. I want to thank You and praise You, Lord, that Your presence is already here <clears throat> in a mighty way. And God, I ask that You send Your anointing right now and put it upon me, Father, that I could walk through that door of utterance and make known the mysteries of the Gospel, Lord. Boldly, Father, help me speak boldly. Help me to not have any kind of timidity. Help me to say things clearly that people can understand. Father, I ask that You help me to say not anything that I would want to say myself, but Lord, only Your words. And I ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. <clears throat> what I want to talk to you about, what we just read about, is what is known as the Day of Judgment. So I want to ask you, are you looking forward to Judgment Day? You know, it's, it's real easy for us to, that are already saved, that know Jesus as our Savior, to say, yes, I'm looking forward to Judgment Day. But there's a whole lot of people that don't know Jesus as their Savior. And you know what? First of all, if they believe this Word to be true, they are not looking forward to it. Because they don't understand what that eternal blessed assurance is all about. You know, there's... Let's talk about this Scripture a little bit. You see those, those books that were opened. First it said there were some books opened, then it said there was another book opened, which was the book of life. So those first books is, our, is a record of our, our life, our works, all those things that you think nobody else knows about, it's all in there. Every bit of it. And that's for all of us, it's there. Every good thing you've done, every bad thing you've done, it's all there. And you know, you're going to be judged according to that stuff. And see, when, when you go stand before a righteous God, pure and holy, no, there, there's nothing, in, no flaw in Him, no, no defilement of any way. I mean, He is a perfect, pure, holy, righteous judge. He understands 
everything in perfect clarity. You understand that? See, you can go before a judge in this world, and if you've got a silver tongue, you, you can kind of talk your way out of some things. You can convince them that you were in the right. That ain't going to happen with God. You see, He's not relying on somebody else to find the evidence. He's not relying on some lawyer to present the case in the proper manner. He's got a perfect record. He sees all things. He knows all things. So when you stand before Him, all you're going to see is just all the holes in everything you've done. And you, you may be sitting there thinking, well, how do I even have a shot? And I'm going to tell you right now, on your own, you have no chance. See, the Word tells us in James 2 and 10, and I'll just read that to you, For whosoever shall keep the whole law, yet offend in one point, he's guilty of all. That means if, if you went your entire life and never did anything wrong, nothing, you were perfect, but one time... You slipped up and told one little lie. You might as well have lived a life of sin and and uh, went and killed people and stole everything you could find and just did all kinds of unimaginable things. I mean, that's kind of rough, ain't it? But that's the kind of God He is. He is totally righteous, totally pure and holy. So when He sees that little flaw, you might as well have had all of it on you. It won't stand in the presence of Him, I tell you right now. But we find ourselves in that place, y'all. We find ourselves in a, in a situation where there is no hope for us to live up to this standard, right? Have y'all ever heard somebody say, I hope when I die, I've done enough good so that I can go to heaven. You ever heard anybody say that? Do you know that's what the Muslim religion believes? That there's this kind of this scale or balance that if you do enough good, you can outweigh any bad. But you never know till you get there and you meet Him face to face which side the, the the scale tilted. You don't know if you did enough. There's no assurance. You know there's Christian people that live that way? There's Christian people that, that think they need to do enough good so that when they stand before God, He's going to see all the good written down in the book. And then He's going to see this little bit of bad and, well, that's, that's good enough. See, they, they're counting on this mercy. They're counting on mercy, y'all. And I want you to understand, on that day, the day of judgment, there will be no mercy. There will be no mercy for those that have sin on their record. There will be no mercy for those that are not written in the book of life. There will be no second chance on that day. You see, we live in an age of grace. So it's real hard for a lot of people these days to really understand what that means because they grew up in it. They were born into this age of grace. 
Grace is unmerited favor. That means there is nothing you can do to deserve His favor. He just gives it to you. This is the age of grace. This is your chance. This is it. He's given you every opportunity. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, I deserve judgment for my sin. I deserve eternal punishment for my sin. In light of what God is, what His law says, I deserve punishment. I'm not pure and holy. I'm not perfect. I can't keep His law in every degree. I can't do it. You see, I don't know the situation with all of you here today. I know a vast majority of you know Jesus as your Savior. I don't know the situation with all of you. It's my duty to tell you, if you were to die right now and you don't know Jesus, it don't matter how much good you've done. It doesn't matter how many millions of dollars you've donated to charity. Even if you did it in the name of some church, I don't care what you've done. If you don't know Jesus, there's no hope. No hope at all. On that day of judgment, I guarantee you, you're not looking forward to it. Because what's going to happen is you're going to come before God. He's going to open those other books, the records of your life. He's going to examine every detail. Those things you think nobody else knows anything about that you've hidden down deep inside. Even your closest friend, your mother, your father, nobody knows about this stuff. God has a perfect record of it. He's going to look at those things. He's, whoa. See, all he's got to do is find one. Good, 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 good. Oh, what's that? Just one. That's all it takes. And what's he going to do? The Word says he's going to cast you into the lake of fire. You understand that he, he will not have any part of your sin. He won't. You know why? Because He's so perfect. If He were to somehow compromise that perfection to give you mercy... See, He doesn't want you to perish. But if He did, if He allowed one little thing... If He, if he looked at White and said, Why? Man, you're good, but there's this one little thing and White says, I know, but I'm sorry. Okay. Would you want to worship a God like that? Would you want to worship a God that says, this is the law, but I'll make exceptions here and there? Man, I don't. Let me give you another example. Keith sitting back there, coaches, little dribblers. <clears throat> Caleb's age, he's, he's six years old. And now, look, I understand these kids cannot handle a ball. They can't dribble as well as somebody's, you know, grown up in high school or an adult. So you have to make certain exceptions. You have to give them some room to every now and then they want to pick the ball up and carry it. And you they holler up, no, 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 you gotta dribble, you gotta dribble. Okay, you know, so they don't call every little thing on them, right? Man, it burns me up. Because one kid will pick it up and run three quarters of the way down the court. And then another kid will pick it up and run 10 feet and they'll blow the whistle. There, there's no, no 
perfect standard, you see. If it were me making the rules, I would say, okay, we're going to give you some leeway, but it's going to be three steps. You can take three steps, but you better dribble after that. See, there's got to be a, a law, something that, something that you can gauge it by. I have no respect for the referees because of that. Because they need to implement some kind of law, right? When I go to the game and sit there and look, watch, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. It, it, it burns me up to the point I don't even want to go because I know he's going to call some one way, he's going to call some another way. Is that the kind of God you want to serve? So I don't want to serve a God like that. I want to know where I stand with God. So what, what did God do? He said, all right, no exceptions. Here's the law. This is it. You've got to live by it. See, He's righteous. He's pure and holy. He don't make mistakes. He don't, he don't use bad judgment. Sometimes, well, okay. And then another time he's in a bad mood and says, no, there ain't no way you're getting by. No, he don't do that. Or one of you, he don't like as much as the other and let one slide by. No. He's perfect. That's the God we serve. Now, it seems harsh up front. But I wouldn't have it any other way. You see, if I'm going to worship a God... If I'm going to bow my knee to a God, sounds prideful a little bit, but if I'm going to worship a God, He better be awesome. He better be way better than anything I can even imagine. Otherwise, why would I bother? Why would I want to worship a God that I can go meet a politician that's just as good? I don't want to. I'm going to worship somebody worth worshiping. So, God gave us a perfect law. And He saw the... You know, I hate to even use these kind of words because this ain't the way God thinks. But He saw that there was need for a Savior, right? God knows all this ahead of time. I'm putting this in my terms so I can understand it. <clears throat> he gave us a law that was perfect that nobody could meet because He had to. That, that's who He is, right? You understand that the Word, the law, is God. It defines Him. That's why John says that the Word was with God and the Word was God. Right? That's what it is. It's talking about Jesus, yes. But at the same time, the Word we have is God. That defines who He is. He gave us this perfect law to follow. A guideline. A direction. Not, not a loose guideline. A specific guideline. Down to the letter. In fact, if you look over in Deuteronomy and Leviticus, you'll see, oh my goodness, what a burden the law was. They had to line their tents up a certain way. I mean, it's to the letter. And he knew there was no way. But see, he's got to set a standard somewhere. Knows there ain't no way you can meet that. 
Because you're not perfect. He is. And He sends His Son. The Word says in John 3.16, most everybody here can quote it, that God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on Him should not perish but have eternal life. He sent His Son because He does not want you to perish. He does not want you to dread judgment day. He doesn't want you to be fearful of what's going to happen when you leave this life. He wants you to have blessed assurance. He wants you to know, oh my goodness, I've received Jesus as my Savior. Never again do I have to fear. Never again do I have to worry. Where am I going to be when this life's over? What am I to be doing? Because I know where my bread is buttered, so to speak. I know who my God is. I know who my King is. And what? I know what He expects of me because of His law. Praise God. That's the God we serve. You see, He gave you something you couldn't do if you had to. No way, no shape or form. And then what does He do? He provides a way. See, that's who our God is. He's the provider. The great God Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh. My Lord has provided. Man, that speaks volumes. Most people hear that and they think about uh, a financial thing or, or something like that. But He's provided everything. He's provided the, the way of escape. See, there's no reason why you should leave here today wondering, am I going to be good enough when that day comes? I'll just tell you right now, remove any doubt. You're not. You're not. So just get it out of your head. Somebody asked, told me one time, well, man, I would come to church, but I just feel so unworthy. I don't feel worthy to, to serve Him. I don't feel worthy to, to even sing to Him or anything. And I looked at them and it just blew their mind. I said, you're not. They said, what do you mean? You said it. Why is it a shock to you now? You're not worthy. But this is the age of grace. It's unmerited favor. There ain't nothing you can do to earn it. He just gives it to you. He says, here, my favor. You know what it means to have God favor you? Man. Oh, Lord. What does it mean to favor something? Let's say you had ten cars. And you could just pick any car you wanted to drive that day. You walked out there, I guarantee you if you had ten cars, there's going to be one of them you like better than another one. Favor, right? That's just a small glimpse. God favors you. He handpicks and selects. Oh man, that's awesome. When you begin to understand that God selected you, Maddie. He picked you because of what He designed you to be. He he made you and selected you perfectly. Jacqueline, man, that's a wonderful feeling. You ought to be rejoicing to know that God chooses us like that. And, and you know, because of that, <clears throat> because of how much He cared about making us a certain way, He sent His Son because He didn't want there to be a possibility that one of those that He chose, one of those He predestined, is what the Word says, 
can't let them get away. I don't want a chance that they could get away. I'm going to give them a way out. That's Jehovah Jireh right there. That's the great provider. He didn't just provide my means of income. He didn't provide just my family or or a church to go to. No, He provided redemption. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's that's what I'm talking about right there. I I want people to know. I want it to be written all over me. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. You don't know who I am. I'm redeemed. We need to get a little bit of an attitude about it, you know? We need to get a little bit of a little bit puffed up on who we are. Now, I'm not trying to tell you to be prideful about it and rub it in somebody's face, but you need to realize the gravity of the situation that God chose you for purposes. God chose you out of the litter, right? He picked you. Look, there's a whole world out there that was not chosen. That's hard to accept, ain't it? You know, we would like to think that this entire world will be reached for Jesus before they leave. It ain't going to happen, folks. That don't mean we don't keep trying. Because it's not up to us to decide who was chosen, right? But this whole world ain't going to make it to heaven. But I don't know what your status is. I don't know where you stand with God today. So I'm going to give you an opportunity. Brother John, come play. I'm going to give you an opportunity. No good you've done will outweigh one, one spot of bad. That's not the way it works. You could do an eternity of good. If you did one bad thing, man, sorry about your luck. Hmm? It's kind of hard to hear that, ain't it? Because see, that's that's the way the world is. That's the way I am, y'all. If if somebody does me wrong and then they do good from now on, I'll forget about it. I just forget. Wash it away. But God ain't that way, y'all. God don't forget until you receive Jesus. Until that blood washes you clean, then what does He say? I'll remember it no more against you. I'll I'll remove it from you as far as the east is from the west. Man, that is awesome thinking right there. To know that God, not only, look, God that knows everything can just choose to forget something. There's a song that's called, What Sin? And that's, that's exactly what it's talking about. When you stand before God and say, Oh God, my sin. I did this and that. He says, What sin? I don't know what you're talking about. That's the way I want to live. I, I'm thankful that I'm redeemed. So you, y'all stand to your feet right now. <clears throat> Everybody bow your head. Close your eyes. Now I'm not talking to those of you that know Jesus today. And that's probably most of you. I don't know everything about you. But I believe this word is for a reason now. So if you're standing here today and you're thinking, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen when I leave this earth. And I've definitely never asked Jesus to into my heart. 
And maybe you come in this place this morning thinking, I hope I'm good enough. I hope when I, when I die, I hope I'll be good enough. Well, I think you understand now that that's not going to happen. So is there anybody here today that wants to receive Jesus as their Savior? Don't, don't be dreading Judgment Day. Man, that's going to be a wonderful time. You stand before that throne and He opens the book of life and sees your name written down. Everything else washed away, doesn't matter. And He's going to say, come in. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the rest of the Lord. 